0: and welcome to Globalise Asia. Support for this podcast comes from Royal Beans Chocolates. Royal Beans is based out of Bangalore, India and specialises in Belgian chocolates infused with exciting flavours like masala chai, cappuccino, berry blast, walnut marble and many more. You can gift these special crafted chocolates to your loved ones in India by visiting their website www.royalbeans.in Use the promotional code GLA10 to get 10% discount off your order. Thank you. Hi everyone and welcome to Globalization. In today's world, we are becoming conscious of our eating habits and constantly evolving and adapting to our appetizing needs. Our guest today is Kajal Mehta. She is a well-being coach and a nutritionist. Today, Kajal is the owner of a progressive business. However, to reach this level, Kajal had to go through real hardship and heartache in her personal life. Let's hear her journey on today's podcast of globalization. Hi, Kajal. Uh,
1: thank you for inviting us into your beautiful home today. Um, as I understand that you are um, a well-being coach yes. or well-being therapist as you say yeah. um, and also you you work with people um, on mind body and soul and you're also a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to know a bit more about that. Mm-hmm. So shall we just start um, you know rewinding your life a couple of years ago and if you can just give us a little bit of uh, insight into your um, into your journey. Um, in, into UK so um, you know where you came from um, a snippet about your childhood uh, sure. your growing up years that would mm-hmm. be great
2: oh thank you thank you Gagan and thank you Shivani for having me in this program here really big pleasure and um, well my journey starts uh, from Kenya from Africa my father was from India yeah. mother was from Uganda and uh, obviously, two beautiful people coming together and, you know, met in Africa, in uh, Kenya. Yeah. And uh, I was born in Mombasa, mm-hmm. so a beautiful little town. And journey started as a very simple lifestyle, very simple lifestyle. We lived in a nice, lovely little home. Mm. I have five sisters, yeah. and including me, sorry, we have five sisters. Yeah and um, um, as I said life was very simple but um, the journey that um, brought me to my well-being, um, well-being as a well-being therapist as a wellness chef started actually 26 years ago you know back home. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, one day we get, a, um, we get a report from my mother's doctors that uh, you know she had uh, she was diagnosed with third stage of cancer and um, literally the doctor said she's got a few weeks to leave you know a few weeks and he said even if he she has few days you know count yourself lucky just spend more time with her just shower love and you know and we took second opinion third opinion all of them said the same thing the x-rays spoke for themselves as well, you know, that the body had literally deteriorated from inside. So, um, uh, obviously being the youngest in the family, I was very close to my mother, very attached and, you know, I wasn't going to let her go. Mm-hmm. And, um, at that point, um, uh, my husband, my ex-husband now, you know, he had a little bit of knowledge on health and well-being, And he said, you know what, Kajol, maybe we can try and help Because where there is no hope from the doctors, I'm sure, uh, you know, there is no uh, nothing, no loss in trying, you know, something. And we got uh, this book called Health in Your Hands, which read a lot about, you know, reflexology, acupuncture, healthy eating, juicing diet. So this is 26 years ago. And that's where my well-being, wellness, nutritionist, all these different, different... Interest, you know, interest, all these interests came in and um, I, you know, slowly started learning about what is healthy eating, how does it help into curing somebody, you know, and my mother became my first patient and uh, we were very lucky, very privileged at that time that we used to own a farm and growing the organic food in the farm, feeding mother, you know we stopped uh, as we read in the book we were you know treating her from reading the book at that time I had no qualification mm-hmm. you know my my direction was to become an interior designer but then that sort of you know um, changed into becoming a wellness um a well-being therapist and um, uh, treating my mother with a diet like no salt no oil no refined food no processed food was very very difficult because, as you know, us Indians, we love our food, we love our oils, we love ghee, we love spices, yeah. we love all these food that is actually not very healthy. Mm. But taking my mother through that journey was going to be a big mission. Yeah. So I set my mother down and I said, "Mom, there is this book that reads that there is a possibility of you know giving you a quality of life." You know, I can't promise you a quantity of life, but a quality of life. What do you think? And she said to me, uh, looked at me and she said, do I have a choice? And I said, "Mm, doesn't doesn't look like it, but well, it's your choice. Whatever makes you happy. And uh, she said, well, I am going to try. So that day is when my life changed too, because every single day was a day for me to create something very healthy that was not only tasting delicious but looking delicious as well, looking absolutely gorgeous, something very creative, you know. And um, um, every day I created a nice beautiful dish to my mother. She ate and I could see changes My mother needed reflexology, but, you know, we were not that well off to sort of give her and, you know, be able to uh, give her that sort of, you know, uh, treatment, treatment and everything at that time, so I became the masseuse, I became the reflexologist, I became the healer, I became everything. Mm. Obviously, I was not the only one. I had amazing sisters' help. I had my ex-husband; mm. he was there full on. Um, we had lovely neighbors, friends. Everybody came together, but I was the one, you know,
1: driving this. driving
2: yeah. through, and uh, there was no giving up. The good thing from there, what we learned was mother lived not only for weeks, months, and years, but she lived for five and a half good years. And in those five and a half good years, she lived without a single paracetamol. Forget the high doses of painkillers. She lived without single paracetamol. She lived a happy life, walking, talking, smiling, glowing. Her hair was beautifully growing. And, you know, when you look at a cancer patient, you think, oh, my God, with my mother, you would look at her and think, really, is she actually carrying cancer? You know, nobody would believe it. So, from that journey, that success led to, you know, treating a lot of other people. And at that time, I was only doing it for, you know, helping and, you know, because I was a housewife, full-time housewife. I was um, a mother. I had four children, you know, and um, they were all very little, so I was kind of living in a massive big family, surrounded by family all the time. Um, So, there was juggling with everything, but what really turned around was my kitchen. My kitchen became not only just treating my mother, I started treating myself, I started treating my family, my children. And if you meet my children, you know, people um, ask me these questions all the time. You have amazing children. Wow, they are so grounded. They're so respectful. They are, you know, uh, they've done so amazing, you know, well with great university, my son went to LSE, the other one is going to LSC. they are very clever children and these are children who have only been to state school and, um, you know, have, have had no tuitions whatsoever, but brilliant mindset, you know, brilliant focus, you know, um, very sharp. And I always believe that because of that diet from that young age, you know, not only have they been able to focus better in their study, but they've also had a very stable life of, you know, grounded, always grounded, know where to behave, or how to behave, how to carry themselves. So I've been a very proud mother, not only just, you know, um, as a daughter to my mother, but also um, as a mother to my children, you know, it's been a proud moment doing what I do.
0: That's amazing. Thanks. Thanks for summarizing that. I mean, uh, it's quite a journey going through mm-hmm. uh, caring for your mom for a cancer patient. You mentioned that you were very young at the time. Yes. So And then you also talked about four kids. Yes. So were you, did you got married quite young? Yes. Yeah.
2: So my dad was, uh, my dad was orthodox. He believed that girls should get married very young. Um, in fact, even talking about that, my four elder sisters weren't even allowed to go to school. I was the only one who was privileged to actually be able to go to school and study. So things changed by the time I was, you know, because I was, call it a mistake child, I came after many years. (laughs) But my sisters, who were um, older sisters, they've never been to school. So my dad was very orthodox, believed that girls should get married and settle in their, you know, uh, husband's house and look after the husband, treat their husbands like gods and that sort of a man he was. So, well, I did get married at a very young age. And uh, as to the world, I was the most happiest woman because my husband was uh, well-to-do. You know, he had money, house, everything, whatever you couldn't call as, you know, would keep me happy. But he was a very controlling man. He was controlling man. Um, uh, he was a bit possessive. He controlled every move in my life. And uh, to some, to my, if, if I went back and said to my mother, mom, this is what it is, she would say, yeah, that's how it should be, you know. But um, what that had done to me over the years was uh, suppressed who I was as I had forgotten what Kajal was, you know, i had forgotten who, um, how to speak to people. I had forgotten, I had no, um, no uh, confidence I had complete low esteem. I had never walked out of the house without him. I had never, um, I was not allowed to have friends or I wasn't allowed to, you know, open myself to the world out there and, you know, offer what I had to offer, you know, in terms of knowledge, in terms of love. Um, So I was, I lived in a very close environment in the four walls, raising my children, looking after my husband, looking after my family, cooking and, Morning, lunch, tea time and dinner. It was table full of different flavours and all I did was cook. So,
0: yes. So this was, I presume, this was still in Mombasa.
2: So this was in Mombasa. And then what happened... As this was in Nairobi, sorry. Later on we moved to... When I got married, I was in Nairobi. And um, then I had to come to London um, after, you know, a few years... Uh, when my children were young. And this was because... Obviously, as I mentioned, my dad was uh, from India and he came from India at a very young age. So he didn't have a passport with him. You know, I don't know, in those days, people didn't really have carried documents or whatever, Mm. you know. And um, so we were stateless. And when, um, when I got married, I was more dependent on my husband in terms of I did have a Kenyan birth certificate, but I didn't have a passport because I had to get that passport through my parents. So, to get myself a passport, to get my children's rights, I had to come into this country. Now, I had come here just for a few months to sort this problem out because we thought, okay, you know, we have money, we have got this, we're just coming to, you know, get this thing sorted. It seemed seemed very simple when we spoke to the lawyers there. But then when we came here, we were told that, no, you have to leave for three years and get the rights and then do this and this and that. So that meant that I had to put my children to school. And obviously, um, them going to school um, meant that I had to be here in this country, start living a life. And it was very different from what I was brought up, you know, in Africa. Uh, Things were very different here. So yes, uh, life started in London And I was still a housewife in London, always, still being controlled, wherever, whatever I did. But life changed one day. And life changed one day is uh, when uh, my husband uh, fell in love with my cousin. And uh, obviously, in our culture, we always say that, uh, you know, when, I don't know, You know, infatuation, you know, this is for a short term. People would say to me, Kajo, like, you know, my family would say to me, it's a short term thing, he will leave her, don't worry, this will happen, that will happen. But this infatuation, I had to live with it for almost five years and up. And I was still married to my husband, I was still the obedient wife. I had to do it because of my culture, because of my family, because of... um, I was nobody and I had no confidence to leave that marriage. But one, Sorry,
0: did you suspect it that he's having that or was it no, out? No, and it open? was out, it was out. He right. had
2: admitted. He had admitted to everybody. He was not uh, he was not lying about it. She had admitted, she was in fact came out and said to me, Kajo, I'm in love with we are both in love with the same man and that's how actually it all came out. So it was pretty much filmy sort of Mm. thing, you know, you think like, okay, am I watching a movie here? But I was in that situation and um, I survived that situation as a woman, as a wife, as a cousin, so she was a sister to me more than anything. I survived that situation because of the respect of my family, uh, because I had never known anything better that there was an escape here. There was, I had no support from anybody because whoever I turned to around, which was family, everyone, I was surrounded by family only. Everybody would say, you can't leave this marriage. You have four children. And all I had and all I heard all the time was, you know what Kajo, at least he's paying for the house. He's paying for your bills. He's paying for your children. He's providing the necessary. What would you do if you left here? You would not be able to provide this for your children. Will your children get this nice cars and this house and food on the table? And people make you doubt yourself, you know? They make you doubt yourself, and that is what had happened in my life. Five years, I'm just saying five years, but it was longer than that, you know? And I had to leave with somebody in the house where I knew my husband was with another woman in another room and I was in the box room. I was cooking for my husband and his girlfriend who was my sister um, and um, I, you know, to a point where he was traveling and I found out that from him only that she's pregnant so I had to take her to the hospital to get scanned. And uh, little did the doctor know that the baby, uh, the father of the baby is the father of my four children. And here he was advising me on how, how girls should not get pregnant before marriage. So, life, I have seen the life to the core and been through that, walked that walk and talked that talk. And I understand when people are vulnerable, people are in that darkness. I understand we shouldn't judge people because I was in that darkness, right?
1: Yeah, so, Kajal, very interesting stories. Thank you so much for sharing your uh, you know, personal details with us. Yeah. Um, when I see you now, yes. I do not see that all, Kajal. <laughs> um, so well done to you for Thank you. where you are now. Thank you. I would really like to know what transformed in you because, of mm. course, you were—you know—you came to a new country. Yes, um, as you said, you did not have confidence, self-esteem. Yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong. I think you were completely dependent on your husband at that yes. time, financially, yes. emotionally. Yeah. So, so where did you get that strength to move on and look at life differently at that time, years and years ago? So what was, what was the what was the turning point for you? I
2: think the turning point was um searching Kajal. Mm. So from the time when I was a child, you know, even when we were very poor to the time when I got married young and you know it wasn't the uh the dream I had, you know, I never stopped dreaming. I never stopped dreaming. I never stopped hoping, you know, for um this could happen, this could happen, this is possible, this is possible, you know, but then when the marriage ended, when the marriage ended and you know, when I knew that there is possibility, I had a very good friend, you know, who took me in her house and my children and she said, Kajal, You have nothing, but I will help you, you know, I will help you. I will guide you through something. And she said to me, what can you do to work to make your two ends meet? I said, look, I don't think I can work outside in an office or anywhere because I don't even know what to say and what to speak, but I can work in a kitchen. I said, the thing is I cannot speak, but I can cook. My hands can cook. My hands can produce. I can cook with love and I'm sure everybody's going to love my food. So I said, can I do something like catering or something? And she said, there you go. So she put this word out and, you know, from there I started cooking and catering. I got this little jobs of, you know, caring for people. And um, uh, obviously that's where my well-being came in, you know, caring for people. Um, I had a little bit of gold from my marriage, I didn't even have a bank account because my husband had never allowed me to have a bank account, but I had gold with me which I went and sold, got money and the first thing I did was invest in myself. Mm. went and started doing little courses here and there, you know, as a nutritionist, as, um, as a wellness coach, as, a, as a, uh, I did seven different types of massages to heal the body, you know, how to learn the anatomy of the body, it was so important for me. The food factor was always there, but I always believed that even when you're healing the body, the mind, the body, you know, the soul, but the inside, from the core, you have to heal a person first. Yeah. So the food came in, but, you know, the rest of it was just as important.
1: Yeah, that's very good point that you touched, that you invested in yourself. Yes. You upskilled yourself and yeah. then, you know, all the courses that you did. So food was not only, or the catering business that you got into, was just not a business for you, but it was mm. a passion. As I can, I can see now, while you're talking, you were glowing,
2: just talking yes. about it. So I became an actress. I always, I read it somewhere, I don't know where, but I became an actress. I wore a hat of pretending to be somebody I wasn't. And from there on, you know, I didn't have time to mourn. I didn't have time to be depressed. I didn't have time to even, I knew I was going through some little form of depression here and there, and you know, I don't know what the depth was at that time. But I looked at my children and I said, I'm not going to let them go through anything I went through. Even as a child, I'm not going to produce weak children, I'm not going to produce a a future with, you know, um, uh, instability, you know, I want these children to be confident, I want these children to be the power of the future, you know, where they can stand up and do anything they want. There should be no fear in them. So I was not going to be the model with fear. I was going to be the model with light and smile and energy, you know, and that's all my children have ever seen from me. You know, dark days were there. There's no doubt about it. There were tears in the bed, you know, just me, myself. But my children, I never, ever showed them that because it was important for them to also, just as I was going through, they were going through things as well. So I wore a a hat of... um, what you call an actress, Mm. and I used to pretend, I used to go out there network, I'd meet people, I'd meet random people, I'd look for conversation, I used to write down, you know, lots of, um, I've got lots of books written for myself, On you know, I'd write down, okay, today I'm going to approach this person and I'm going to talk about this person. I would do, um, coach myself as to what am I going to go and speak here, you know, because I never had that uh, confidence. Yeah. I was building myself up, and formal training, and lots mm. of networking, lots yeah. of networking, and that built my confidence. You know,
0: interesting. You say that it was an actress hat, but mm. I think it was more entrepreneurial skill or entrep- entrepreneurial woman inside you, mm. who was probably you know sc- scratching to come out. Yes, um, and you've done amazing. You know, as as uh, Shivani mentioned. Looking at you now, it's hard to believe you've gone through that hardship. Uh, you. Clearly, you, your belief system and value system has a very strong foundation, which shows in you. And uh, let's discuss a bit more about your business now. Right. So obviously, you've got this amazing house, beautiful <laughs> Thank house. Thank you. So I'm, I'm assuming you're doing well. <laughs> Thank unless you. Unless you won a lottery <laughs> or something. But tell us about how hard, you know, what's your business today looks like?
2: Okay, so my business today looks amazing, you know, I've got a great clientele, you know, I have to actually tell people I can't take more appointments, that's how it is doing. It's not because of my qualifications, but it is because of myself. I give myself to people, a genuine self, you know, self-respect, respect for my client, what they are seeking, they're coming to me obviously when they are in that lowest form. So I know, I respect that. And I give my 100% into them and building from one client, literally one client, I will say to you, I met this Jewish lady a couple of years ago, right? She came to me for a simple uh, lymphatic massage, you know, she was going through some problems and she came for, and uh, with five sessions, she believed that her problem was gone. She came and told me this and she said to me, Kajal, I cannot believe I went to Israel, I went to Dubai, I went, I did this treatment, I did that treatment. And she said, You treated me in five sessions? I said, I, I'm glad I did. I'm really glad, you know? And she said to me, from there, the journey, that single client brought me up to date, 38 clients. So it's you can only see mouth. word of mouth. Right. I've never actually got somebody, I mean, this time, this days it's different, you know, I've got a new website now, but then in those days I had a website, no, not one call from my website, I used to get it just word of mouth, and my my business has gone rock.
0: Brilliant. And do you have uh, employees now? uh, So I
2: do, I, I am most, the thing is, I do have, I do have people that work with me, but I, it's nothing solid because my work is me. Sure. It's all depending on cardio. People come to see me.
1: Do you specialize in any, any aspect? I remember when, when we, were, we were talking um, earlier, you, you, you spoke about cancer and how you treated your mum. Yes. and correct me if I'm wrong, I think your sister. Yes, was a cancer patient as well. Yes. and how you treated her. Do you have any specialization in one specific um, specific field? Um,
2: so my, my, my war is with the plate every day with what you eat. That's the, that's the battle. So I help people uh, uh, work through life, work through their journey of life through that plate. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make a change into what people eat. And it doesn't matter whether it's cancer or diabetes or blood pressure or IBS, whatever you're suffering from, you know, if your diet is not right, then no medicine is going to help you. So basically I help, as they say, the great words, you know, let your medicine be your diet and let your diet be your medicine. That's what I work for. And yes, I did work with my sister and she's the reason I have Kajal's Kitchen on at the moment. Um, uh, Five years ago she was diagnosed, you know, with cancer and, uh, um, um, This was one single thing I'd love to share it with you, is when she was having her chemotherapy and she was in this ward, she would call me, uh, you know, every day and say, don't bring food for me only, make sure you're bringing it for 10 to 12 people because there are these many patients here. And I was like, okay, okay, we'll do that. Are you allowed to feed them? She's like, oh, leave that to me. They love your food. So she had already been sharing her food with these people. So one day I go in the afternoon, sit with her and this other patient, they've all decided to, you know, sort of gang up together and talk to me. They're like, why are you not doing this business of, you know, training people? We know that you have to make your two ends meet, but you have got something really strong going here, you know? Why don't you treat, teach people how to cook healthy food? And they, what they said to me has still today touched me. They said, my sister said to me, after my chemo, she said, Kajal, eat, I've eat. i eaten the hospital food, I've eaten my daughter-in-law's food, I've eaten my sister-in-law's food, and I've eaten your food. Your food is the only food that doesn't make me sick after my chemotherapy. So what is it so different that your food is to these other people's food? That brought a big light into my life, you yeah. know, thought, yes, I must be doing something right here. Yeah. So it is the way I cook. Um, and that is, that is actually the mission that I want to, you know, make sure that I educate people. And uh, how are
1: you creating this awareness? So either? I
2: run Kajal's Kitchen. Okay. I run workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I've got one on the 8th, which is full house now. It's all sold out. So
1: we can't join basically. So, no, so <laughs>
2: it is desi food. Okay. So traditional Indian food. But how to make it without using oil? And how to how to stop overcooking. And if you see the photos, you will not see the difference. If you taste, you will not see the difference. Nobody can tell the difference. I made kofta curry. And I, told, I uh, you know served it to my children the other day. Didn't say nothing about how I'd cooked. They were like, Mom, this is so delicious. Oh, my God. Uh, what different have you done? And I said, it's without oil. And it is less cooked. And it is with the superfoods inside. So you used baobab baobab powder, matcha powder, you know, things like moringa. I added it, and they didn't even see the difference, but it was kofta curry.
1: Lovely. So do you say, you know, all the superfood that we, mm. we all hear about, mm-hmm. especially uh, in, in a country like, you know, UK, US, I mean, I'm, I'm not too sure how mm. many... People in India are aware
2: of... uh, Oh, there are so many people aware around in India. It is a big hut. yes. yes.
1: Absolutely. So can we, I mean, uh, do you you teach people to... Is it it a fusion food that you create? I do. When you said matcha, so matcha, of course, I understand Mm. is Japanese ingredient. Yeah. yeah. So how you um, incorporate that into your Indian cooking. So that's quite interesting.
2: So it is just like, you know, treat it as one of your spices. I treat it I don't treat it as uh, different, you know. So we say, you know, racism... Mm-hmm. treating people differently in my food is the same thing I don't use anything I don't say no I'm not going to be let you be part of my food every ingredients from around the world I use it
1: so your food is diversified. so the
2: mission is to make sure we retain the food that our daddies and nannies cooked yeah that delicious food you know so if If Gagan was to eat my food today, and especially because he's from India, he knows the real flavors, right? Mm -hmm. If he was to eat, he should know, he should be able to tell me, Kajal, this actually tastes so delicious, even though it is cooked with superfoods, healthy food, and uh, no oil. Amazing.
0: On that note, I I do feel peckish now. (laughs) We need to wrap this up. Uh, All I can say is amazing talking to you. It's been brilliant to meet some someone so strong as you are and uh, kudos on your achievements in in business front and wish you all the best
2: oh thank you very much
1: hope you enjoyed listening to this episode you can catch all upcoming episodes on the website globalize-asian.co.uk or via your ios or android devices also if you wish to join us as a speaker and share your story Please do drop us a message via the contact form on the website.